appreciate y'all being here. Big hug to all of you. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. This is a last minute live I'm jumping on, so there's no chat. Uh, appreciate uh, those of you who are on here and watching the replay. Okay, Joe Biden today unveiled his new economic plan. Uh, or we're, we're, we're getting the new economic plan uh, today. It's it's We're unraveling it. It's, let me just cut to the chase. It's trillions of dollars of new uh, taxes as if the problem was a revenue problem and not a spending problem. But anyway, uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Biden went to Philadelphia to deliver his budget proposal. $2 trillion in tax hikes. Okay. Um, of course, the House is going to re- is most likely going to reject this ridiculous proposal and it'll go nowhere. Kev McCarthy had tweeted out, Biden just delivered his budget to Congress and it is completely unserious. He proposes trillions in new taxes that you and your family will pay directly or through higher costs. Mr. President, Washington has a spending problem, not a revenue problem. Okay. I say all that to say this. How can you trust anything Joe Biden says when he made this ridiculous claim yesterday when talking about his proposals? And that's what we bring us to down to everyday cost. How much do things cost? It's not just whether inflation. We brought down inflation seven months in a row. We're going to whip it. But We brought down inflation. We're going to whip it. Just a reminder, folks, for those that have no relatively short-term memory, two short years ago, inflation was at 1.4%. We were complaining that we're... Uh, not we, like obviously we love that low interest rate for houses and stuff, what, ha- what have you. Uh, but for those of us that sacrifice and save, we're like, man, we're not making any money on our savings accounts and what have you. You know, just basic liquid money that can come out. Uh, but at least we're not losing money. So our money was just kind of staying stagnant. Wow. Nope. Inflation, Joey, is not better uh, under you. It was 1.4% when Biden took office. And according to RNC research, the current inflation is 6.4%. It's actually higher than that. Absolutely ridiculous that he can say these things and get away with it. Well, if Joe Biden is in an office, who do we have to deal with? That's right. Greg Emhoff's wife. (laughs) The first man's, the second gentleman's wife, Miss Harris. Oh my gosh, they really should... It sounds misogynist or sexist to say this, but they really should muzzle and quiet the vice president when she speaks because she just is dumb and she doesn't give any confidence because there's no confidence to be gained when she opens her mouth. Okay, here we go, folks. Um, For those of you astute out there, Anyway, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I was going to make a, uh, 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 a Willie Brown joke. But anyway, Camilla uh, Harris had the following to say. This is absolutely, this is, okay. So during uh, Camilla Harris's comments at the recent Aspen Ideas Climate Conference at Miami Beach, the VP um, thought some, she, she said this, and she said it with a serious face. 
This is ridiculous. Let me just let me just play the audio for you. This is what low IQ looks like or sounds like. I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? They have mental health issues due to climate that's stopping them from being able to even start a family. Now, look, let me take a pause here because climate mental health is actually a real thing. It is a form of psychological warfare that the globalists and the Marxists are doing against the young generation, giving them no hope, thinking the world is going to die and destroy and we're all going to be killed. The same thing that they were doing when I was a kid in the 90s, they're doing to the kids today. In the, in the late 80s and 90s, it was uh, it was the polar uh, caps or the the polar ice caps are going to melt and we're going to all flood and have a new ice age. And then quickly that became global warming. And then they said, "Hey, we're so stupid. We should just sort of call it climate change from the very beginning. So it doesn't matter if if the if the temperature goes up or down. We can just say climate change." They got smart after the the third time. They don't want to flip back to the ice age. It's like, "Oh, we'll just call it climate change. So no matter no matter what's happening, we can scare the children." I mean, supposedly the world was supposed to end like in the early 2000s. And I'm not talking about Y2K. I'm talking about the environment. Then again, in the 2010s with uh, an Inconvenient Truth. And here we are in 2023. We had record rain in California. Droughts are ending in lots of places. But the climate mental health is true. It is a psychological operation of warfare against the youth and young adults to give them no hope and feel desperate for them not to have families. Remember, the most satanic thing you can do is destroy the family, the basic unit of God and community and society. And he's been, unfortunately, him and his minions have been very successful in convincing children not to have families. Worried about what that would mean and the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers trying to figure out, you know, they're going to have to get a job and they're going to have to make a living. But what can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? Heaven forbid they'd have to actually have a job that would get in the way of their activism. Wow. Just wow. Climate mental health. The kids are struggling to think that they actually will have to work for a living and won't have time to actually be activists. That 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 is what she brought to the table in this round table. What a freaking clown show. But it doesn't end there. We have a writer for the LA Times and the weekly boiling point newsletter, Sammy Roth, saying that it may sound like a paradox, but White drivers cause air pollution in Los Angeles, which negatively impacts people of color. Sammy Roth published an article when she claims that many people of color in the Los Angeles area 
area are subjected to a form of environmental racism as a result of the presence of affluent white drivers. Yes, the air is now racist. <laughs> the, the, the weather and the air is racist. You know, because the climate, everyone coming through the southern border is not because of Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. Hello, Kevin McCarthy, Congress. Can we see an impeachment of Mayorkas? Because they're climate migrants. Yeah, because the climate of tyranny and corruption is bringing them here. Tyranny and corruption in their countries and tyranny and corruption in the United States for giving them the red carpet. That's the climate, the climate of Marxism. Anyway, the idea here, I'm not going to get into it, it's just how ridiculous is that white people live in the affluent suburbs and therefore they drive through the city and they pollute and then the people of color live by the downtown and in the areas where by which the white affluent commuters are. Of course, that's racist in itself, right? Because there are a lot of black and Latino people in the suburbs of Los Angeles. California has been progressive in integration and less segregation than in other places. Yes, you have Watts and those types of things. And of course, people forget that these were good blue collar and working class jobs that blacks were moving from the South and from other places to Los Angeles to work in aerospace and at the airport and in industry and were living. These places back in the day were working class neighborhoods where black and Latinos were buying homes. But of course, that all gets erased, right? Because no one wants a narrative that uh, capitalism and job opportunities created a, a boom in Los Angeles in which blacks and Latinos could have good paying, skilled labor jobs and buy homes and raise their families. It's racist because I guess only white people drive. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's move on. Um, not going to go into too much detail, but one should be uh, uh, aware that we have a kind of major bank failure that just happened. This uh, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, they were flush with cash. And then they bought a whole bunch of mortgage-backed securities. And now they their, their stock tanked. They were had relationships with about half of the, it says about over 50% of the startups. They were a bank that liked to lend money to new ventures. But what's really scary here, they're calling it the Lehman Brothers of startup capital, was that they put a lot of money into mortgage-backed securities. And now they're in receivership at the FDIC. Just keep, just keep an eye on that, folks. Just keep an eye on if we start having these bank failures. USA Today reported that the uh, employers added 311,000 jobs in February. That's a slowdown from last month. But it's a robust gain, according to the Federal Reserve. But here's the thing. There's uh, This is showing that hiring is slowing down. Here's an example of another thing that's major. I'm just trying to get you the Friday economic fork, uh, report so you know. General Motors said that they're not going to lay off anybody, but this is what they just did. They announced and sent to all their employees 
asking for people to take a voluntary uh, a buyout. So it's a way of cutting jobs without technically laying people off. Asking people who tech who voluntarily want to get a severance pay and retire or leave their jobs early. This is for everyone globally, including white collar workers for the company. If you've been there five years or two years internationally, you can take advantage of it. People have two weeks. See how sneaky they are? Oh, uh, not that's actually a good business move on GM's part. I'm not saying that. I'm saying see how sneaky though the presentation is. The economy is roaring. We're not laying anybody off, but we're asking people to go ahead and take a voluntary payout. Okay, we have a, another... A third looks like a nuclear strike attack warning going off in Russia. Nuclear strike has been conducted. Please go to shelter. Take your calcium iodide pills. This is the third time that the hackers have broken into the system on the Russian broadcasting and announced that nuclear strike has been conducted. When it comes to hacks, you don't know. They could be Russian people who hate Vladimir Putin. They could be Ukrainians. They could be pro-Ukrainians. They could be CIA. Who knows? Okay, there were some fireworks, folks. There were some fireworks, and I want to play the audio of this. Jim Jordan, absolutely a savage beast, not letting crazy Democrats get away with trying to hide the truth. So the House the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government had a hearing yesterday on Capitol Hill. Okay, so they were focused on the Twitter file releases. Here were the two witnesses. Matt Tybee, who is a journalist, and Michael Schellenberger, the co-founder of the Breakthrough Institute of the California Peace Coalition. It is important that we note that these guys are Democrats. They're not conservatives. Okay, so far-left representative Stacey Plaskett was upset that they were calling these two people to talk about the weaponization of Twitter in the Twitter files. So they're the ones that reported, uh, Matt Tabib went, went and reported a lot of what was uh, those initial Twitter files. And she became unhinged. And, and Jim Jordan wasn't playing it. Check this out. That you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. They, two journalists are direct threat to people who oppose them. What, the people who don't want the citizens to know the truth? Oh, great. Sorry, folks, this is live. I pressed the wrong thing. It's funny when people have to go through that. Exactly. This is unacceptable. I'm ready for it. I don't know if a lot of other people are. But just as it was unacceptable for Kevin McCarthy to provide 41,000 hours of sensitive security footage to a biased talking head in an effort to rewrite what happened on January 6th. This is a new Republican playbook, apparently. Risk American safety and security to score political points. So transparency and, and is a new Republican play play from the playbook. We're supposed to be okay with the Democrats just lying and slandering and having uh, an agenda. 
Gentle ladies, we, words should be struck. We do not accuse witnesses of threatening others. That is out of line and I'm outside the rules of this committee. That, and I can have an you don't get to determine what's what struck down. Well, you, do, you, you do get an opening statement, and it, it's and about, so let it's me about over. The we know this is because at the first hearing, the chairman claimed that big government and big tech colluded to shape and mold the narrative and suppress... They did. I'm going to prove it to you with, with these developments that we have going information and censor Americans. This is a false narrative. We're engaging in false narratives here, and we are going to tell the truth. I yield back. Gentlelady, uh, you... All right, so now Jim Jordan has the, uh, the floor, and he's not going to let her get away with that nonsense. See, what happens is the Democrats are so used to just talking over people and yelling and just saying a whole bunch of rhetoric with no substance and getting away with it that... They continue to do that. Now, I don't want to make race an issue, but uh, Miss, uh, what's her name? I'm already drawing a blank here. Let me have it. Or uh, Miss Plaskett is a black woman. And of course, if you, if, if a Democrat of color says something, then, oh, it's racist if you oppose them. Luckily, Jim George is not letting her get away with this nonsense. Yields back. I would just point out the consent decree was in our report. We offered your staff also the opportunity to review the FTC letters. You have not come over to review those letters. Third, the idea that I believe both of these individuals who are getting ready to testify, I believe they're both Democrats. The idea that two journalists who Did happen to be Democrats- Did you not give Democrat, that offer at 8 o'clock last I'm night? Now. Your time was right. Was I'm talking now. Shut up. I, get, I let you talk. Now it's my turn. You don't get to just talk over me. That's a very common thing with Democrats. Uh, neither of us go. are in time. I don't think they're here to help us politically. I think they're here to tell us the truth. And oh, They're not here to help us politically. They're here to tell us the truth. The truth isn't political. The truth is truth. The Democrats would have you believe otherwise, of course. By the way, the first FTC letter to Twitter after the first set of Twitter files, the very first question was, who are the journalists you're talking to? And you guys don't care. You don't care. You, you care don't want about the, the you don't want the American people to see you don't want the American people to see what happened, the full video, transparency. You don't want that, and you don't want two journalists who have been named personally by the Biden administration FTC in a letter. The Biden administration. And you're saying is they're here the to help FTC. us. They're here to tell their story. And frankly, I think they're brave individuals for being willing to come after they've been named in a letter from the Biden FTC. Is this your question, Tom? Now, no, I'm responding to your ridiculous uh, statements you made in your in your opening statement. Okay, well, let's I'm re I'm replying to your ridiculous statements in your opening statements. So he come he come he come back to the truth. You guys had information. You didn't respond to it. These guys are Democrats. They're not partisan. You you bring up the the, the January six uh, footage. You don't want the people to see the truth, whether it's the footage or whether it's here. And then what she says is the most ridiculous thing ever. Check this out. Let's get on with it. Oh, now we want to get on with it. So you I can did. say all the things you want. I, I did in my. She goes. I, now let's get on with it. And he goes. You got to say your piece. And now that it's my turn, you say let's get on with it. Ridiculous. Bravo, Jim Jordan. Don't put up with this BS from these Democrats. 
opening statement as well as you had an opening statement. You said what you needed to say in your opening statement, and I, as the ranking member, have used my time. Without objection, all other opening statements will be included in the record. We will introduce today's witness, Matt Taibbi. Okay, and then he goes on to Matt Taibbi. Crazy stuff. All right, folks. Um, let, let, let's get some. Let, let's get into some vital updates having to do with January sixth, the new footage, uh, Tucker Carlson, whatever. Looks like first of all, uh, I, I actually have the episode here. I'm looking at it uh, of last night of Tucker Carlson. He started the show off. Looks like talking about uh, gender issues. Uh, then he did get into January sixth a little bit, uh, talking to the attorneys. Uh, and talking to folks about uh, Mr. Chansley, and then he went, you know, so he's still giving cover up, cover up reporting and analysis of what happened on from his Monday video, but no new video uh, introduced. Then he talked about the war, talked about Zelensky, he had uh, Tulsi Gabbard on, he had Matt Gates on, and then he even had a story about these sheep that ex- that escaped the slaughter. And then actually, oh, it's funny. And now look at the end of this. He also had uh, this exchange that I just showed you uh, between Jim Jordan and Miss Plaskett there. No new video. So it appears that uh, the threats from Chucky Schumer and what Steve Bannon said that Murdoch shut Tucker Carlson down is true. They're just running with the footage that they presented on Monday. Nothing new. And I'm sure there's a lot of more information they could have showed us. So no new development there, but we have a new development here. Check this out, folks. It's even worse, if you think about it, it's even worse than we thought if you believe the Democrats. Let, let me uh, let, let me qualify what I'm, let, let me explain what I mean by that. Okay, so the January 6th uh, committee chairman was Benny Thompson. He's claiming that he never had access to January 6th footage after Tucker Carlson released the never-before-seen footage. He actually told that to, uh, to CNN. I'm not, I'm actually not aware of any member of the committee who had access. We had a team of employees who kind of went through the video. What? This is what CNN put out. Benny Thompson, former chair of the January 6th committee, said lawmakers were never given that type of access to the footage last Congress. It's strictly a new policy that the new speaker has put in place. So the January 6th committee didn't have access to this video, but they but that video now is accessible because Kevin McCarthy made it accessible? No, folks, it gets weirder than that. CNN reporter said Thompson said he doesn't think any he doesn't think any of the January 6th members themselves had ever had access to the footage. They They let only staff view it. I'm actually not aware of any members of the committee who had access. We had a team of employees who had kind of went through the video. This is facepalm moment, folks. They're lying is even worse than we thought. Obviously, they had access to the video. But now Benny Thompson is saying, we had no access to the video. Our staff did. So it's even worse than we thought because look, no matter, well, not worse than we thought like as far as gravity, just the lying and the the, the psycho, uh, the sociopathy and psychopathy of these people. So the committee was run by its staff members. The staff members could see everything and then the actual congressmen and women, 
didn't have access to it. That's malarkey and BS, of course. So it was the staff members who decided what the congressmen and, and men and women would be able to see and therefore uh, present. In a stunning admission, the chairman of the J6 committee now confesses he never analyzed any footage before running the made-for-TV show trial with Liz Cheney. Absolutely insane, even worse than we thought. And that came from uh, Molly Hemingway at The Federalist. So, if this confession is true, their staff didn't let them see the footage and they ran with what their, their staff told them. So, their staff's in charge. So, Congress is even worse than we thought because the staff members are actually running the show. Now, that's probably the case when it comes to like John Fetterman and Dianne Feinstein. But I guess that's also the case for all the J6 committee members as well. Or the sociopathy, psychopathy is even worse than we thought to the point where if they can't blame Trump and they can't blame MAGA Republicans, now they're throwing their own staff under the bus. You realize that sociopaths never take responsibility for their actions. And this is textbook classic example of that. That's the, uh, that is one development we have now. Now we ha- here's the second vital development we have on the whole J6 thing. This one is awesome because payback is a... House Republicans launch an investigation into the January 6th committee. Tucker Carlson on Monday night released never-before-seen January footage showing police escorting peaceful protesters through the Capitol which has destroyed the public narrative of the sham January 6th committee's television production and false narrative. Here's where payback is a B. Congressman Barry. So payback is a B. Payback is a Barry. Maybe I'll change the title to clickbait people into watching this. Congressman payback is a B. B dot 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 dot. Right now, I have the title of this uh, live stream as it's uh, it's worse than we thought. Three vital developments in the J6 investigations. Barry Loudermer, uh, Loudermilk, he's a congressman and he's a chairman of the House Administration's Subcommittee on Oversight. He's spearheading the investigation into January 6th committees and their lies. Here's why he has a bone to pick. He was falsely accused of giving Trump supporters a reconnaissance tour on January 5th. Capitol Police later released a letter exonerating Barry Loudermilk from these accusations that he had led a tour of the, uh, of the Capitol the day before the mob. And yet the January 6th committee still went down with that false narrative. Despite the letter exonerating Representative Loudermilk, the January 6th committee released selectively edited video footage of Representative Barry Loudermilk, of course, a Republican, leading the constituents on a tour around the Capitol complex on January 5th. Had nothing to do with reconnaissance. This happens all the time. I believe this was already scheduled. I don't know the details, but the the, the Capitol Police go, look, it, it, he had nothing to do with January 6th and leading... Uh, uh, reconnaissance, but January 6th in their 
made-for-television production, literally made-for-television production. They got an ABC or NBC producer to produce their what was shown on TV for the primetime January 6th committee show. He is the guy, by the way, he received death threats over this. Barry Loudermilk received death threats because of Benny Thompson's lies showing him leading tours, even though he had been exonerated by the Capitol Police. And the Capitol Police are in on all this anyway. So their own people essentially said, no, just leave Loudermilk alone. He had nothing to do with this. Maybe they knew it was going to blow up in their faces if they they tried to go with that narrative because it was false. The January 6th committee still ran with it. And guess what? It is now Representative Loudermilk that's leading this uh, investigation into the January 6th committee. Payback's a Barry. Payback is a Barry. Wow. That's the second development. The third development is, as of late, what something that we'd seen before but is now recirculating big time in support of Tucker Carlson's Monday release is this little video. You may not have seen it. The most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the... As the, as the Anon uh, Shaman. Here's the video. Okay, I'm going to hear it. But it's a video of Jacob Chansley reading Trump's tweet about go home and remain peaceful. Now, we saw that video before, but now because a lot of people didn't see it. Oh, why wasn't it seen? Oh, because it got taken down immediately by Twitter. Do you recall, folks, that President Trump made a video? It's a very tough period of time. It's a, a, a video that was on Twitter of President Trump telling people, to go home, to go home peacefully. But Twitter took it down five minutes after he put it out on January 6th. And then they kept taking down the video of Jacob Chansley reading Trump's tweets to tell protesters to go home. So then, so even though Tucker Carlson, they got to him, he's not releasing any more footage. We've got these three very interesting developments. We've got uh, Paybacks of Barry with uh, Barry Loudermilk looking into the January 6th committee. We've got Jacob uh, Chansley's stories, uh, uh, his video of him telling people to go home peacefully, now recirculating and going super viral again on social media because it was suppressed before. And then we've got Benny Thompson saying that essentially... The staff people got to see the video. We didn't. Wow. I'll have more reporting for you folks uh, throughout the weekend. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please don't forget to check out our other sister YouTube channel on here, the BCP Report. Links are down below, as well as to BCP Unfiltered. Uh, I'm going to have a hell of a, a uh, an episode for BCP Unfiltered later uh, this afternoon, this evening. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless.